0: Welcome to the Taz Racing Kennel Talk podcast, a discussion on everything that is happening in Tasmanian greyhound racing. I'm Matt Reid on behalf of Tazracing.com.au and joining me, as he always does, is greyhound insider Brennan Ryan. How are you, mate?
1: Yeah, good. Thanks, Matt. Uh, what a turbulent week we've had uh, as we go to recording today's Wednesday, obviously, but uh, Devonport yesterday was... Uh, blacked out with the um with the unfortunate circumstances with the internet problems throughout the state and uh, which knocked out the race meeting and unfortunately we didn't get to see the two heats of the ivory memorial go round. and yeah it's um a bit of a displacement but anyway that's these racing's always got to have the turtles and we'll get through it but um yeah now we'll um We'll step into a box draw of the final field only, and yeah, work from that. And yeah, you know, uh, knowing what we've seen in those heats, it's just a matter of um, what's going to be in the field. So really looking forward to the anticipation of that draw coming out. Yeah,
0: we'll keep an eye out for the Devonport fields next week, wasn't it? And funny old day around Tasmania yesterday not just the racing industry but basically everyone displaced by that internet outage but you yourself Brennan uh, went across the water for a big weekend of greyhound racing any stories to tell from Victoria?
1: Oh yes no going across for the Australian Cup final it was a really good night's racing there it's one of the pinnacle races on the on the Aussie calendar for greyhounds and um, no, I had a good chat to our uh, mates at SEN and yeah, no, it was just good to see everybody back in the one place. I haven't been across there for about two and a half years. So that no, was really good. And and uh, seeing uh, some top class racing over there, some elite dogs going around, it shows um, how certain states are thriving at present. And um, yeah, Victoria is our principal state in regards to um, the major group races. It's a, um, yeah, very, um, for a racing enthusiasts, it's very thrilling to be there and witness some, you know, the the some really good racing over there.
0: Yeah, you sent me a few photos. Uh, there's no doubting you're a superstar on the rise. The SEM boys were all over you there. Let's have a look at our week in review. Start with Hobart, 24th of February. We're still in summer then, mate. We're not in summer anymore, although the weather's been okay at different stages. The Dennis Collis Memorial Classic was the feature there in Hobart. The very impressive dancer of flame took that one out, continued his winning streak.
1: He did extremely well. This um, promising son of Aston DB and Chicago dancer. He, he had to step up to a tough field there on Thursday and he got the job done. Uh, he wasn't expected to leave, but he worked well when he trailed after Coover Cannon and yeah, come into the home straight and, nailed him right on the line and he yeah, got the job done to score by about three and a quarter lengths and good runs there from Duana Milo and Evolution Girl, two really good informed runners at present. Uh, we've seen Duana Milo back up on third, um, on Monday night and get the job done and Evolution Girl just can't put a foot wrong at the moment. But um, yeah, Dancer Flames impressive. He's certainly um, has learned what racing's all about. He's yet to put a foot wrong now and yeah, for David Swan, he's in a good position with a with a good young dog that he's bred. So, you know, full credit to him. And we're going to have a, a runner that looks like he'll progress through the grades.
0: Deserved winner of the Dennis Collis Memorial Classic was Dancer of Flame. To open that program, Brennan, uh, for the Gold Nugget Syndicate, who we've spoken about in the past, Silent Kiko was a good winner.
1: You know, haven't hit the ground running with any great expectations, but they've done quite well, and Silent Kiko got the job done there. And the reason why I highlighted that Silent the the dam, um, Silent baloney was a, a brilliant runner in her career. Um, she'd run some really good times at Launceston and Hobart and at Devonport, and she went across to Geelong. I think she was trained by Graham Jose at that time, and um, she won a Vic Breden. Heat and final there at Geelong over 400 metres. So she was certainly in plenty of ability. And um, this is her first litter on the ground. She's got another litter by Senecine that are just starting to get broken in. So, um, yeah, I think there's some expectations looking towards him. But um, Josh has been patient. He's done all the work with them and yeah, he deserves to get a good win. And Tana Kiko toughed it out. The time wasn't anything great, but, you know, the win's more important and it was certainly a, a good performance.
0: And the last race we'll touch on from that Hobart program, Brennan. I'm looking at the photo finish for this race, and while there's only one dog that you can see in it, and that was uh, Dark Titan in race four, uh, I think uh, you would have needed to zoom out a fair way to get the rest of the dogs in that photo.
1: Oh, certainly. He's um, he's going great guns at the moment. Um, he's our reigning Tasmanian Derby winner of last season. And uh, look, he the vets medley series is just around the corner and gee, you'd uh, ideally want to start him odds on favorite. If he lines up in that series, uh, just an impressive dog. He's always indicated that he could run and, and how far in distance was the key. And he certainly squashed that expectation there on, on Thursday. And, um, you know, once I get him up there, they've got that flair to stay in that distance, but um, yeah, I'd like to see how the trainer Debbie Cannon goes further forward with that dog and, um, you know where to from there, but you can't knock his expectations on um, his ability and his class. He's certainly a very oppressive animal, and Pretty Boy Roy continues to run well. And Enchanted Spirit has been around for quite some time. So, but um, yeah, Dart, Titan certainly has a ledger on that field.
0: On Friday in Devonport, Brennan, we had our fourth Greyhound meeting for the week. It was probably a, a touch of sadness for those on track there at the Devonport Showgrounds. It will, of course, be the final dual code meeting uh, that we have at the Showgrounds. We'll wait with braided breast for the first one at the new venue. just ask you about one winner there. no backs up in Hobart on Thursday night, uh, never sweat. Robin's stocks so i know you were keen on buckle up aria in that race He didn't He weren't far off the mark that pair finished as the quinella
1: look um he certainly took me by surprise i know robin's been very patient with this dog he's had 26 starts uh he had 25 starts sorry prior to lead, in lead up to that win and on his 26th run he got the job done there to bring up win number seven and Oh, look, he has put in good times there at Hobart in twenty six oh five. He's broken thirty there at Launceston. Um, and um, yeah, he certainly he certainly really put it on the on on the on the board now. And um, yeah, I'd like to see what he can do in that three forty if he begins. He'll certainly give him something to chase. But um, yeah, no, it was good to see Robins' patience really um, pay off well and. Buckle up Arias, just lost that little bit early dash now. Um, it's coming home well, finished strong in, when running second in Launceston on Monday night. So, um, yeah, might get a bit of distance in time, but, um, yeah, no, overall, uh, never sweat, just kicks it all. Um, a run that we should certainly indicate as a black booker for a run for Thursday.
0: Yeah, it looks to find a winnable assignment in Hobart on Thursday night. A Launceston on Monday night, well, the TAS Racing A live stream had a few internet issues, certainly not to the extent of of Devonport on Tuesday, but we're not having a good run this week, mate. Fingers crossed that Hobart on Thursday, we don't land the trifecta, but in any event, uh, we did manage to get 10 races in. Uh, We just touched on Buckle Up, Ari, and we will start on that race from Launceston. uh, Off the lead uh, was a winner there by four lengths.
1: Good betting speck around this job. He was 14 to five and, um yeah, he was a result of a good win there, jumped well, and he certainly gave him something to come after. And uh, look, 508 uh, shows that he's got the early speed. And, he, um yeah, to come from that middle draw was quite tough. And he got the job done there. And I think from his trial, from what I understand, he ran around the 1630 mark. So he certainly found a lot from that improvement. And, um yeah, really nice win there from from an astute kennel of uh, trainer Mick Dobson. He's uh, never without there to, a runner that can be competitive. And, yeah, he's got something there to really work on with off the league.
0: Yeah, good win, that's for sure. Uh, later in that program, well, the final two legs of the quad, uh, you asked me if I could uh, just step in for you and do the Monday night preview because, of course, you're interstate and I had a look at the fields and saw there are a couple of progressive types there, Agent Aspen and Blazing Black, who were on win streaks. Well, do you think I was smart enough to have a double with the two of them? Well, I wasn't. Uh, they both won again. And we'll start with uh, Agent Aspen, a, a very impressive win again.
1: Oh, you certainly take to You don't give yourself enough credit. Uh, enough credit, You've done extremely well there. I'm proud of you. Um, Agent Aspen got the job done. And uh, look, she, she's a nice runner. Um, Jack Durie just, you know, hasn't done anything crazy with her. He's just placed her in her grades and, she's learning to get the job done and you know she got it there in 30.01 on Monday night and she will break 30 seconds it's just a matter of her maturing up to the task and she'll step in the grade four company when she does come back to Launceston but yeah she just continues to really show that she's got the ability and, and she'll get it over time she's a really nice runner and and you know we look further forward in the following race where we're blazing black I mean she's hit her mark she's doesn't look like she'll get any further. I mean, she'll find in the third grade a bit tougher, but she uh, stood up against the likes of Assassinate and Bedrock Cruiser and Sassy Galaxy, who we know what she can do uh, as a dual Oaks winner. But, um, yeah, it was tough when she led throughout. She got down the back there and just really put the burners on and got the job done quite nicely there for trainer Gary Fay. But, yeah, two good winners there and a top job by a good self.
0: I'd oh, certainly take no credit whatsoever, but Blazing Black, Drifted out to pay $17 SP and, and bigger than 20s, I think, on a lot of fixed-odds bookmakers, but winning margin of, of nearly eight lengths, it was a really impressive result and, I guess, one that the market didn't see coming.
1: No, I didn't. Um, look, she's had some unlucky runs, if you want to put it that way, and just in this last couple of months, she's starting to be sound and she's put it together and she's flanking the form, um, you know, I spoke to Gary Fay there on Monday night and he was just pleased to see her, you know, running well. And, uh, you know, leading into that race, you really could have backed Sassy Galaxy because she drew the red. But, um, yeah, no, Blackwood, uh, blazing black is just, you know, putting it all together.
0: And Devonport on Tuesday, well, we won't. Uh, review in detail the one race on that program, but I guess to just reiterate what happened in Devonport there yesterday, Brennan, and I mean, you're impacted by this because you had runners in the, uh, in the heats there for the ivory classic. So we, we didn't have any internet basically statewide. We managed to get the first race in there. And I guess we had a scenario where the meeting could either essentially be run behind closed doors with no vision or audio um, and then that ob- obviously compromises betting on the meeting because we've had betting open for a period of time and, and punters able to invest on the program thinking that they'd be able to watch races. And and I guess you would then also have interstate punters, Brennan, that uh, have got internet and can still bet on markets and then local punters who, who can't bet on markets. So in the end, I guess it came down to whether the meeting could be run behind closed doors with essentially no betting, no vision, or have it abandoned. And, and I guess stewards made the call. And as inconvenient as it is for all concerned, it, it's probably the right one.
1: It was. There was a decision. I understand that the meeting could have, as you stated, it could have been run as what you'd call as a non tab meeting. Um, but that decision came like nearly three hours later, sort of thing. And it, the dogs have been in there too long. So, you know, under that welfare decision, they just had to abandon the meeting and, you know, to. You couldn't keep the runners in there any longer. But, um, yeah, it's just one of those freakish occurrences that you have and, you know, we've got to get on with it. And um, it was a smart decision by the stewards and the club and Taz Racing to just go straight into a final. Obviously, the field's going to be done on a blind draw basis. So four runners would be selected, well, you know, at random from um, in a draw from the from the two heats, sort of thing, they'll combine four runners. Will be pulled out, and that'd be a field. So, um, before you and I came on air um, at this stage, understand the field has been drawn together. We're just waiting for it to come to hand, and but yet we ha- we're not yet to receive it. So, um, we'll no doubt give it a good mention throughout the week and lead up to the final. But yeah, at this stage, there is a field, and um, yeah, the countdown's on now to uh, for the Reginald Ivory for next week. Ladbroke's new bet ticket now available. Watch the exclusive live feed on your Ladbroke's app and see where the big bets land. Get the down low on the download. Ladbroke acts. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And fingers crossed that that meeting can go ahead without any issues. And that's what we hope for Hobart on Thursday night, Brennan. 10 races there, 7.52 local time. It, it does have to be said that... Uh, the Tuesday program in Devonport was only eight races. So if there is a silver lining, it's that we only lost seven races as opposed to nine had it been the usual ten races. But anyway, ten races in Hobart on Thursday night. You're going to fill our pockets for us, as you always do, or at least try. What have you got for us in Hobart on Thursday night?
1: Okay, my three best bets for the program. I'm going to go race one, Number eight, Aquiline Nose. I see that Lyndon Nichols has got two runners in there. I think Dr. Harley will be more stipulated in the betting. Um, He he does like the short trip, but whether or not he can outgun the kennel mate um, from what I saw on Monday night with Aquiline Nose, I think think it's got the ledger on it. And, yeah, Lyndon's got about three runners overall in the field, but I do like the way Aquiline Nose is positioned there. So I'll go race one, number eight, Aquiline Nose. All right, we're going to take a look at the invitation on the program, which is race seven. Uh, not a bad field for this. Um, I do like the way Dark Titans position from the wide draw. Whether or not he can outstep McInerney is a question. So, that being said, uh, um, look, I'm going to have to tip towards McInerney. Um, look, at him. Prior to his um, minor placing there, he did come off two good wins. He'd run real good time at Launceston and then put in a real good winner at Devonport. So uh, for me, he's right there in the mix. And yeah, the wide draw should get him off the ground and he should get the money there in race seven, number seven, McInerney.
0: Some dogs in pretty good form in that race. And really it's uh, Blake Purcell against the might of uh, Debbie and Ted in that race. Uh, Final tip for Hobart, mate?
1: Yeah, one more to come. Yeah, for me, I'm gonna stick towards in the lucky last, and hopefully he can get us out of a sticking. If we can't get the money, I'm gonna go with never sweat. Um, from box two there for Robin stocks. Look, the wind showed that he he's in a good zone at the moment. If we can back it up, he should get the job done. It's sort of overly strong. Grade five. There's uh, he's the only dog in the field that's got a you know they've all won races but over this distance i think excited enough is the only runner that's got a win on its board there so um yeah uh, for its second attempt hopefully never sweat can get the job done there in the last race 10 number two never sweat
0: all right those three for hobart and we'll finish with never sweat that can hopefully get us the catch Looking ahead, Brennan, we've already touched on the Reginalian Ivory Memorial Final in Devonport next Tuesday. We're really looking forward to that. We're not too far away from the uh, Launceston Breeders Series, though. Either, I think, Heat's scheduled for next Friday week.
1: Yes, um, the nominations will come out on this coming Monday, so... We'll get an idea. If we don't get enough, they will go straight into the semi-finals, which will be staged on the 21st. And then following that, we'll go into the final on the 28th. So we'll see what the draws are like, but uh, there's plenty of runners that should fill the fields. Um, uh, look on hand, just mates should go in the field. Uh, the Aston DB hoity-toity litter should be amongst them. Um uh, Gary Fay should have a few runners in there. Whether or not they're ready to step back into the 500 metres is a question. And um, Ben England will have a couple, no doubt. And there's a few runners down south that should fill up the fields as well. So we'll just see what nominations are like come Monday. But um, yeah, we've got that. And um, yeah, then we make the final countdown um, towards our last race meeting there on March the 22nd.
0: Absolutely. And that's one that you will be live streaming or live hosting for us uh, on Taz Racing TV. And I'm sure uh, you'll look forward to putting a few pieces together in the lead up to that final meeting. We're now down to our, our last three. I guess a bit of the countdown is on. A lot of history, a lot of runners, a lot of people to talk to in regards to the, the final meeting from Devonport Showgrounds. But as we wrap up this podcast, Brendan, I might give a shout-out to our man, Mike Clark, who, of course, does a brilliant job for us on the betting plan, has been fighting COVID this week. So he's trying to punch out a few winners as well as battle COVID and a household of kids that are probably crook as well. So shout out to Mike. I think the worst part is past him, but uh hope he's feeling better and get well soon. Thanks as always, Brendan. Been a big week for you. You uh, flew in late on Sunday night and had runners in on Tuesday. They didn't manage to face the starter, but these are just the punches we've got to roll with, aren't
1: they? They certainly are, but we'll get through it. They've, uh, they'll they'll have a good head out throughout the week, and yeah, be tip top whether or not if they'll make the field or not. The one thing I do like to mention, um, as we get, finish up, um, it's been announced as of yesterday that Tommy Shelby has been retired. Our Hobart Thousand winner from two years back, uh, hard hard to believe. It's been almost two years since he won the race. So um, yeah, so. Um, Charisma relations there to, uh, to Steve Withers and the family. Been a brilliant dog throughout his career. And yeah, well, it's just an honour that he graced our uh, state here to win the Hobart Thousand and, and he won the uh, gold Easter egg, the Australian Cup. Been an outstanding greyhound. And hopefully, we'll see some uh, little Tommy Shelby's racing around the Tassie tracks in the not too distant future
0: racing. They came out in a beautiful line and Tommy
1: Shelby out wide of the track is heading up toward the lead. Windburn Sheehan's going to lead Tommy in the early part of the race. Sprint Gordon followed then by Run and Carry and Zevatron. Tick along Tonkers well back with Kintyre. Shadow Miss. but Tommy took over around the home turn. Tommy Shelby raced away from Windburn and Sprint Gordon. Tommy Shelby three in front and Tommy's got to be too good. Tommy Shelby wins the thousand well